Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Talk Shonen. I am Jared, and uh, Turtle's a little bit under the weather, so he's not going to be joining me today. I got uh, Kyle in studio, pretty much uh, running producer and joining me on uh, on this journey. But we have a very special guest coming to us remote from the Senpai Kohai podcast. We have Steven. Steven, say hi to everybody. How's it going, everybody? I'm here to talk anime. There we go. That's that's what we like to hear. <laughs> All right. So just to let everybody know, we're going to be talking about My Hero Academia, which is one of my favorite animes right now when it comes to just watching just mindless battle shonen. That's uh, I'm loving it. What are your uh, feelings on the, the anime, at least right now, Steven? My Hero Academia is probably one of the more advanced shonen series to come out in recent years. It's very different from your past big three, so I'm I'm really enjoying it. The, there's a lot more darkness in it than I'm used to on most shonen shows. I mean, especially where it's at right now in the the current My Villain Academia arc. Uh, it's 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 an interesting turn for an anime to say, "Hey, we're going to focus fully on the villains <laughs> just to build out the world even more." So are are uh are we gonna cover any of the manga stuff here? Like have you read anywhere in the manga? I mean I I, I don't get to read the manga, but I uh I do the thing that so many people do where I spoil it for myself. He doesn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know how to read. Um I spoil it for myself and I watch uh pretty much everything as it comes out. So I'm I'm up to date on like the uh the the de- the on Deku's vigilante arc and, and him coming back and everything like oh, that. Oh good, good, yeah. good. Yeah, so I'm 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 definitely up to date. Um, I just don't do it in the conventional, <laughs> the conventional way. <laughs> Nothing um, wrong with that. Can I drop spoilers, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we Why don't we say yes. that they're most likely this is going to be a very spoiler heavy episode because we are going to be talking about specifically the quirks of the world of My Hero Academia. And if you are on the anime, you are just getting to a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, why don't we explain right off the bat what a quirk is? And Steven, I'll let you do that. So quirks in My Hero Academia, or essentially, if I'm going to boil it down to the basics, is the superpowers that people gain. Now, in the world of My Hero Academia, it seems the majority of humans are born with some form of quirk, from really mundane stuff like being able to extend their fingernails to really complex powers like being able to you know, form fire and ice or shape cement and things of that nature. Uh, Some of them actually transformed into kind of like semi monstrous bodies and things like that. You have like animalistic qualities. Yeah. And that you're looking at around 80% of the population has Mm -hmm. some sort of superpower, basically, whether it's, you know, helpful or not, it stands to be seen. But uh, pretty much everybody is a superpower in a superpowered individual, except for, you know, 20% of the population. Yeah, don't they determine like that by? X-Men? It's kind of like reverse X Men, Kyle. Actually, that's that's actually a very good, uh, you know, very good observation. Yeah, can't they? De- uh, don't they establish at the beginning of the series that you can? They determine it by like the length of the pinky toe. Oh uh, yeah, it's if you have uh, certain bones in your pinky toe because it's not, it's not a necessary thing. So if you have a quirk, it replace. I it, I think the logic behind it is if you have a quirk, you have an evolutionary thing that's going to be helpful for you going forward. But mm-hmm. that bone in your pinky toe isn't. It's not necessary to us right now. So when you get a new thing, that's gone. Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of remembering yeah. this now. Yeah, just from like a scientific background, like that's that's what I think is the the explanation as to why they do the the foot X ray. 
to see if you're going to be quirkless or not. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's a really rich um, power system because of the fact that it, it's not just it's. I mean, there's there's some semblance of science behind it. Like some things are just fantastical, but uh, it's 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 categorized and broken down. And then there's there's you know different subcategories within it. And then there's of course the the odd anomalies and things along those lines. Um, do you know offhand the uh, the the three major um, categories of it? I I don't remember the three major categories of it. I I have all these like details in my head, but nothing categori- categorized to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you're looking at basic. Uh, just I honestly, I only remember this because they stopped talking about it after the first season. But it's uh, uh it's emitter types. Uh, then it is um mutation, and uh, what was the third one? Can't remember the third one. Uh, you got emission. You got those ones. Got to find my notes here. Uh, transformation. Yeah, changing. It's very nenish from from uh, Hunter Hunter. Whoa, I forgot about that. That that is literally dropped really early on in the series, isn't it? Like they mention it once, and they're just like, ah, we won't bring that up again. Yeah, yeah, because they're just kind of like, hey, not every single quirk is exactly the same, you know. There's, there's, there's nuance to it, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, you can you can win the quirk lottery, or you can be, you know, like you said, a person whose fingernails grow. <laughs> and I, so an important thing to actually distinguish that is honestly one of the great things about this that makes this a great shonen show is there are characters in the series who seem to have really mundane powers, but it's all about how you use it. And that's one of the great like character development tools they use in the series is showing that even people who don't have those like overpowered quirks have the ability to be just as good, if not better than those with them. It's a lot about how you it's, it's, it's what you do with what you have, which is, which is a very interesting thing. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, they have like, you know, you have Jojo with his stands where, you know, it's a lot of, you know, you might not have the greatest stand, but it's about how you kind of present it and, you know, keeping it a secret for long enough and using it in interesting ways. Um, and then, of course, then, you know, that's a lot of the times that is you don't necessarily have the most powerful, but if you have a really versatile use of it. So it, it's it's becoming more of a trope to have it uh, to have maybe not the strongest powers be the best. But um, but I think I think my hero really uh, captures the the allure of saying, you know, a guy that has sticky balls on his head uh can actually do some really cool stuff <laughs> yes and believe it or not i actually think that my hero academia takes what i liked about naruto which was mm-hmm. naruto was like this underdog for most of the first part of the, the series and yeah. he succeeded against stronger ninjas by being ingenuitive and creative with his tactics yeah. and i feel and like just it, an endless reserve of chakra <laughs> it, it just so happens that there's yeah. an endless reserve of chakra there but that's a that's a Deus Ex Machina for later on in the yeah, series. Yeah, early in the got to be some the, sort of MacGuffin for you for you there. I mean, it's got to be something exactly. to save the day. But I like the same concept being applied here in in an actually authentic way, and that's that's a huge yeah. benefit for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just the fact that the the main character goes from being one of the twenty percent to being the next world's strongest hero is it's it's a nice it's a nice journey to watch and i think that they do a really good job of that i i do want to kind of just explain to people what the differences are between the three types of quirks uh because it gets a little bit weird when you kind of just start looking at quirks and then figuring out where they fit uh because you have emitters which is anything that you can create and kind of like bring into the world (laughs) um so it's more like a conversion of energy into something else that's an emitter. Uh, transformation is changing your body in some way. Uh, you know, an active transformation of your body. And then there is mutation, which is your body's just different. And because your body's different, uh, you're able to do different stuff. And that yeah, can be uh... honestly as, as easy as a tail. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's actually a character that does that. And uh, there's, you know, because that same mutation allows them to have specific abilities. uh, There's uh, one guy that can talk to animals. Uh, Forgive me, the the actual main character class is quite huge. So remembering every single person's name is challenging. It's cool. That's that's uh, that's Coda. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Good on you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have a weird memory where, like, if I really like something, I'll just absorb uh, almost every little detail about it. That's why I can't do math. 
<laughs> it's horrible to live with. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's that's what's terrible is I, I, I understand that because I, uh, I, I'm a huge manga reader, so I usually get really into something way before the anime hits. So I've mm. moved on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, as we get further into this episode, we'll be talking about stuff I'm like on board for. Started formulating theories and things like that. And that's the that's the honestly, that's been one of the most fun things about my hero because of the fact that they left the story so open in the beginning where it's just like, yeah, we're going to focus on this kid. Go to high school, becoming the next best you know superhero in the world. Um, but they're like, there's a lot of machinations behind the scenes mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of forget about them for, you know, five, six seasons. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, if uh, if I recall correctly, like one of the big things that's happened, like, I mean, because they're really far along, I think almost like 300 chapters in or something like that. Yeah, but they're pretty far. One of the details that, you know, a lot of fans kind of like clued in way later than I expected was the uh, doctor that inspected Izuku yeah, at the beginning. Deku's, Deku's doctor at the beginning. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the, the pocket of uh, of the big bad. Yes. And so it has a lot of people with theories that it, maybe he does have a quirk. Who knows? Question mark. I mean, there's oh, the a lot De- of the open... Deku's stolen quirk theory. Yeah. And then there's uh, the theory of, you know, like, OK, who's Deku's dad? That kind of plays into it, too, because that's been left completely open as well. So there's all these like little holes in the plot that allow for possibilities to be realized. And I, I yeah. love that about it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Horikoshi is is an amazing uh, amazing manga writer. Uh, it just in that he he really liked to establish threads, and I mean he's very influenced by Western comics. So a lot of these things are you know kind of standard to you know American comic readers, um, mm-hmm. where they see a lot of you know similarities between Western comics and and the manga. But uh, he he does a really good job of like putting threads out there, and then people grab onto him, and he's like, yeah, no, make your own conclusions. I'll let you know what I have. You know, further down the road. Trust me, I didn't forget about it. Even though sometimes it feels like he did. <laughs> <laughs> there, I think there's a, a list out there of like you know things that have been forgotten by the author. But I mean, you can find one of those on the internet for everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely true. I mean, no nobody's perfect, and he's he's building he's building such a rich world that I mean, I I, I think the characters of this world. Um, I'd say aside from like assassination classroom. Mm-hmm. Like assassination classroom is in a league of its own when you have just like a multi-character, you know, school based kind of uh, show. But I'd, I'd say this one's right there with just building yeah. memorable, lovable characters with amazing powers. Yeah. And that's the thing is uh, the whole thing of this series really starts out very Western in the idea of this. It's kind of these specific characters that are supposed to be the heroes. And it kind yeah. of goes deep into uh, the group unit. Like basically the entire class working together, at, and this kind of gets into some of the stuff I I think about the the quirk singularity theory. So I'll kind of save yeah. the rest of the details there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that. I mean, that's why we're here because at the end of the day, the biggest thread that Horikoshi left with this show is the quirk singularity. It is it is the most dangerous looming threat over the heads of all these young heroes and honestly the world at large in this universe mm-hmm. and uh should i go ahead and explain the quirk singularity theory yeah go for it go for it yes so um the doctor from the series that's in the pocket of the big bad uh is known for the quirk singularity theory and it's the idea that quirks are getting stronger and combining at such a fast rate that uh humans won't be able to evolve fast enough to contain them. And therefore it will go out of control and destroy the entire world. Yeah. And uh, I, I, did I miss anything there? No, I mean, it, it really, it really is just because of, because like, you know, when people develop these quirks, it was on a singular basis and through marriage and arranged marriages, you know, for, for quirk marriages, trying to build the strongest people possible, you know, selective breeding, basically. Um, mm-hmm. 
the powers are surpassing what a human being could ever should ever really have even though you know like creating a wall of ice and also a wave of fire is more power than a human being really should have but you know it's getting to the point where everyone's going to have the power of a nuclear bomb everyone's going to be able to erase people out of existence including maybe even the world um it's it's spiraling very very quickly at an accelerated rate because of this unforeseen kind of mixing of you know dangerous ingredients really yeah, it's just like it's like they're accidentally building a genetic bomb, essentially, over yeah. generations of of powers that are shared between families and just natural evolution. Um, there's a so one of the big things about this is you know the big bad in this series has the ability to steal quirks and gather multiple quirks into his mm. body, and yeah. uh, which it, shouldn't it, be possible. <laughs> That's absolutely very that is that is specified at the beginning everybody's got one it's a very you know spider-man everybody gets one kind of thing yeah and it's it's wild how much this character kind of pushes this whole theory it's almost like he's seeking out the uh, realization of the quirk singularity theory because it probably to him because this character is a true psychopath manipulative yeah. and and controlling and really has no problem getting rid very of anybody good any guy. moment yes it is a it is a classic case of a psychopath and megalomaniacal kind of villain and yeah. it and it shows genius, it over though. and over yes complete 100%. genius constantly thinking a hundred moves ahead of everybody else around him including the villains yeah even even the people that are on his side can't keep up with his his little machinations and everything and it's interesting because the one the one power he can't have is the one that he forced on his little brother yeah the one that he made is the one that he can't have and it's the and one it, he wants. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's interesting. The kind of uh, dichotomy with that is he can actually take powers whenever he wants to. And the other, the other power of his little brother that he forced on him and he wants so he can, it, I don't, I don't even remember exactly why uh, it's in my notes somewhere. I'm just kind of riffing at the moment, but they do the same thing. They do the same thing. Like it's they get very, multiple powers. Yeah. Genet- I mean, it makes sense because genetically, a lot of the time siblings do have, you know, the same or very similar powers in this world. Uh, your quirks are always going to, you know, especially at a sibling level are going to be very similar. Um, mm-hmm. So having, you know, the older brother have the ability to take, quirks use quirks give quirks makes sense the younger brother had a you know a quirk that nobody would ever have discovered which was the ability to pass on his quirk which was just the ability to pass on his quirk like that was that was really it so his brother of course doesn't want his his little brother to be a weakling so he's like hey, i'm gonna give you uh stockpiling uh, I'm going to give you a quirk that as you as you go about your life, as you fight, as you work out, as you do everything, you're going to exponentially grow in power. He's like, that should be good enough for you. Well, these two things mixed. This is the beginning, you know, between all for one and then the creation of one for all. Um, the, it's really showing you how the quirk singularity kind of started uh, down its dangerous path. Mm hmm. And that's uh, and what's it's what's wild is that I actually think that the quirk that was given to him is just about passing it on and not necessarily gaining it exponentially because I feel a little bit like the powers of each person that gets it in a generation are passed on like float and and black whip and things of that yeah. nature. Like I'm pretty sure danger sense. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that uh, in reality, the uh, All Might's quirk, the extreme like strength. That was yeah. his to begin with. It, what he didn't get it from one for all. He he already had that power, but he got he like he had absorbed it. And it's like, and not all of them can access it for some reason. Like I'm, I'm really kind of a, a yeah. little lost in the sauce. It there, kinda, you know? Yeah, I mean, from what I understand about it, um, you know, a lot of there's there's a lot of theories bound that were bouncing around for a really long time of All Might actually has a power that his quirk was basically that his body is like capable of 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 you know incredible things and like quickly changing to be able to accommodate you know great strength and great power uh which mm-hmm. is why you know you have the small might all might form where he can kind of even though he doesn't have his power anymore he can kind of go back and forth <laughs> small might all might i love that yeah. 
I mean, that's just what I've always called it. Like literally the first time I saw it and like he changed back, I was like, hey, he's all might. Then he went back and I was like, now you're small might. <laughs> that's really all that's it is. Fantastic. Absolutely gonna steal that. There we go. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, but, I think I think I think a lot of people were like, there's so many like uses of that. Like I think people call Todoroki the or not Todoroki, um um Fumikage the uh the all night. <laughs> oh, that's right. I have yeah. heard that before. Yeah. yeah. So people love running with that. They're like, I'm just going to keep using play on words. Puns are oh, puns are abundant. <laughs> puns are always going to be the best form of humor. And I, yeah, I definitely I believe that 100 percent. I'm a dad. I have dad jokes for days. So I mean, it's just it's just how it is. But um, but yeah, so a lot of people had that theory that that, um, you know, All Might had some sort of latent quirk. It's been kind of skirted. Because of uh, the 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 knowledge in the manga, at least further in, they say uh, that if you have a quirk, um, your body is designed for that quirk, and mm-hmm. having one for all is a second quirk. And the only person who's designed to hold multiple quirks is all for one. Yes. Nobody else is really made to be able to do it. So um, you will die faster. Like which is one of the reasons why he gets injured every time he tries to use too much of uh, the quirks. Like he had to build his body a specific way with yeah. the assistance of All Might to even be able to handle injuring himself over and over with those quirks. Yeah, because it's the latent potential that's inside of it. So, I mean, basically they're saying that if All Might had a quirk, he wouldn't have lived to the age that he was at. Because mm-hmm. you really only live to be in your... if you If you get it when you're in your, like, 20s. You're only gonna live to be forty, and All Might got it pretty young. He was like around like seventeen, eighteen, or no, he was younger than that actually, because he went to UA. So he was like, he was like a teenager, got the power. He would have really only if he had a quirk, he would have only lived to be like in his like thirties. Yeah, is what and, uh, Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like uh, he he actually gets to live longer because he passed the quirk on in this case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they say. I mean, if if you go off of Sir Nighty, he's gonna die very badly it's gonna be yeah. in a not fun way he's gonna die so i'm about to spoil some moment from the most recent chapters before you with a theory i have here okay. uh, that has to do with this quirk singularity theory so one of the big things about it is the whole idea that the quirk singularity is going to end up being all these powers come together and destroy and in the most yeah. recent stuff you know essentially izuku's on the run from uh all for one and he's got all these multiple powers now. And he's he's quite powerful. Like he's taking on yeah. all these like assassins and things like that all by himself. But he's between being between Fajin and all of the other things. He's he's pretty much 100 percent all might without yes. using 100 percent of all for one. It's incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Spider-Man and, on top of that. It's, it's, and it's it, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the, the whole crazy thing about the series, too, is uh, the only time he got to use all uh, all uh, one for all's full power was when he had basically the time rewinding abilities of airy with him for a short battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just but, the, just the ultimate undo button. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, but I, in the most recent stuff he's trying there, like all his class basically hunts him down and makes him come back to UA to rest because he's, he thinks he's saving everybody and he's just like dead inside. Essentially. He, he also looks insane. Like yeah. his, his character design is, is terrifying like it's it's said in the manga people are afraid of him that they think he's a villain because of how crazy he is or how crazy he looks and how dirty and just tired and everything that he is because he's going non-stop he looks like stain and this kind of leads into what i'm talking about stain was alone his his issue was he wanted to be a, a hero but he was alone he never learned anything of of, of love and 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 companionship and, and value so he just did whatever he wanted and he never yeah took care of himself like he had no one to support him uh yeah. and that's the whole thing of izuku is they finally get him to go back and like the whole world is against him and they're like mm-hmm. trying to you know kick him out and that sort of thing and they basically support him and they do this whole speech about you know we can work together to stop the go-to in power of, of friendship absolutely it, it yeah. is a little cliche but it, man it whoo it it's straight out strings. of the fairy tale handbook it's it's power friendship is gonna is gonna win yeah and so they it, they kind of Which pull back to the <laughs> fairy tales and anime cow okay i was gonna say because not real ones <laughs> this oh, is no real this, fairy tales is no not at all <laughs> this is nakama power yeah oh, oh my <laughs> gosh 
Yes. Are you guys uh, talking about this? This show just sounds like the show Heroes, but like after, like this is the sequel to Heroes. They, oh I mean, man, this, this is so better written than Heroes. Heroes was okay. Hero, for one Heroes season. fell apart. Just the first <laughs> yes, season, not any of the other ones. Yeah, Heroes yeah. fell apart quick, but it is kind of like Heroes if Heroes just kept going, like because it is two like two hundred years I think after our current time, like two three hundred years. Even though technology yeah. has kind of come to a stand like standstill, like we're not really advancing anymore. Yeah, it's like if everybody accepted their powers and then they made a school for it. That's what this sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Absolutely. Like uh, they they built an economy around superpowers at some point in this 200 to 300 period, which is even kind of wilder. That that's a whole fun thing about the world that I love that yeah. he added in. But uh yeah. to get to get back to what I was saying is it basically at the beginning of the series he has a monologue at the beginning that says this is how the story of how I became the greatest hero in the world. Yeah. And, you know, and this in this chapter at the end of it it's basically like this is how we all became this this best heroes in the entire world and i think that's kind of like leading into the fact that the idea is that they kind of collectively are kind of an anti quirk singularity because it's going to take all of them working together to stop what's happening with all for one because i i you know this is the power creep of the the villain is just insane Um, yeah and you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really dangerous. of all villains, all the villains at this point, because not just all for one, all for one is always going to be just insanely OP. But I think at this point, Shigaraki is super is super just OP at this moment. Um, you're looking at uh, twice, you know, before he died was <laughs> was insanely OP. Um, anybody who's gone through, which is it's something I had in my notes, uh, Quirk Awakening. Mm hmm. Is has gotten to a point where, which probably I I doubt that that existed before, um, you know, before recent times that quirks they got stronger, but they there was never I don't I don't think there was ever a dramatic change to a person's quirk like there was in the case of Toga or in the case of Twice or you know, uh, in uh in the case of Shigaraki just that massive upgrade where it completely redefines what your quirk means. Um, I don't think that that was necessarily happening back before this time where like, it seems like the, the, the inciting incident, that spark that's going to start setting off that quirk singularity. Yeah. And and it seems like a lot of these things are emotional moments that really kind of allow these quirks to awaken to other facets. I mean, uh, it's like when you're going to die. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like it's a fight or flight kind of response and it allows you to find some way to fight your way through it and yeah. uh you know i mean shigaraki it's goes like from... forced evolution almost is kind of what yeah. it is yeah i mean oh, i forgot bakugo bakugo freaking he, he awoke where he's got his his like light speed freaking explosion oh yeah <laughs> he gets he gets pretty wild himself like and i love his power like it's, it explains that he's he got a cool he's got a cool power yeah. yeah, from his sweating sweat nitroglycerin yeah. from your hands. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's just explosions are what I do. I, and he's not affected by it. So that kind of shows, you know, some of the effects on the human body with yeah. these powers. That's a whole thing. And I that is it. a cool thing about the quirks that it, it's it's not like you just get this power. I mean, aside from aside from Deku, if you have a power, the other parts of your body that would be affected by it are also kind of changed and amplified in a way that is going to, it's going to be suitable for your power. Like, you know, Todoroki is able to, uh, you know, withstand great heat and he's able to withstand great cold, not infinitely, but he's able to do it. I think it's really interesting that his power literally requires equality because he can use fire for, uh, he can use ice for a very long time, but at a certain point he has to switch to fire so he can thaw himself enough yeah. to use ice again. So it's kind of this kind of yin yin and yang kind of system Very required so. for his body to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think as a as like a plot device, like or not a plot device, but a narrative device for his story, I think that's the best because it really comes down to, you know, he started off so just hating everything about his fireside, everything about his dad. And, um, you know, only wanting to do it with his mom's quirk. And then it kind of went to, I'm going to embrace it, but I hate it still. And I think the only way he's ever going to develop as, as, you know, a great hero and also, you know, safely use, use his quirk is really growing to accept both of his sides. And that means accepting both of his parents for all the mistakes that they've made and who they are as people. 
Yeah, and this is this series has a lot of like dark elements, like I said, and this is one of those like it kind of addresses the those quirk marriages and almost kind of abusive familial connections. Oh yeah, that was really dark. That, that yeah. whole that whole you know the chapters and the, the the episodes that were really covering the the abuse, the emotional abuse, the mental abuse, and to the physical abuse that was happening in you know a hero's household. Yeah, Very and. Dark. And that's the thing is you get into other things like essentially the nomus are a good stand in for eugenics because essentially, you know, one yeah. uh, all for one is basically hired this doctor to create artificial beings with just these installed powers to see how it works. How can I make the strongest, you know, yeah. creature with the best quirks? I mean, and these it, are people. <laughs> yeah. Like and and it's not even like they have consent. Like, I think one of the characters is actually uh, was the cadaver. Of, he's like, dead one of the he was dead yeah. yeah he was uh he was uh shirakumo he was he was eraser head and uh and present and present mike's best friend and he died and they took his body and turned him into uh you know a monster basically yeah basically the the most like refined nomu there is and that as a matter of fact his character design actually is very reminiscent of like a smaller form of of a nomu mm-hmm. and uh without the you know weird eyes and bird beak yeah <laughs> yeah gotta gotta love the doofiness uh with these terrifying characters yeah and it, it i mean this the the number of like really kind of mature themes and what's essentially supposed to be like a like a young boys manga it just goes yeah. on for ages i mean we're talking about inferior inferiority com- yeah inferiority complexes. complexes yeah i don't I fucked up that word so bad yeah you're fine you're <laughs> fine i i knew what you meant i i i i picked up what you put down yeah and uh yeah it's it's kind of wild how much this actually does resemble western comics because i think that western comics at least uh in general address a lot of very serious topics yeah i can't remember the last one that i really read that was kind of goofy that wasn't basically an independent comic uh the the new spider uh, not the new spider-man the new uh batman one where it's about the bat family that's a bit more really? lighthearted. yeah it's really just focusing on like the familial uh, familial aspect of the bat family that's uh that's gonna be more that's gonna be one of your few light-hearted western comics i'm gonna Most have to time check it's that all out about tortured souls yeah, <laughs> yeah, Deadpool was... with a mouth that series is completely light-hearted <laughs> i mean deadpool everything is light-hearted if you think about in it in a twisted way <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> just uh, all about fun <laughs> oh yeah absolutely just uh world mutilating fun yeah and, um, and of course you even have you know it it, it it inspired Horikoshi so much to basically make twice. <laughs> oh, that's, know, so, that's so true. That's super based off of Deadpool. The whole break in the fourth wall and, you know, his whole, his whole, how he, his mannerisms, how he keeps changing his voice, how he does, you know, he's a very yeah. off the wall character, very much inspired by Deadpool. And I, I love that he, he seemed like such a goofy off the wall character the entire time until you get to the My Villain Academia arc and you find out the reason why he's like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have no idea if I'm the real one. And it's it's yeah. just broken him. And then when he finally kind of finds out and realizes to himself, it doesn't matter. I am the real one because I think it, his entire power blows up like yeah, that. Sad, awakening. Yeah, sad man's parade was that I just that episode just released in dub. I just watched it. And it was, it was so good. Just the fact that, you know, someone breaks his arm and he's like, oh, that's the minimum amount of pain that needs to be inflicted on, on one of my clones to be able to see if it's a clone or not. I lived, I lived the past, you know, like 10 years avoiding pain because I didn't know if I was going to disappear. And now I know that I'm not. So instead of worrying, am I a clone? I'm going to make every single clone of me not care if I'm the real one anymore instead of the other way around. And it's so wild how much, how just such an amazing scene that is when he yeah. finally just kind of explodes and with that. just like 10,000 twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the heroes are like, or like the other army is, I, and that was such a great idea. Like this whole villain army. Yeah. That these like five, characters basically take on i think it's like actually yeah four. where it's like yeah. the villains are the hero in this thing where you're cheering on toga and twice and dobby and you're you're cheering on shigaraki because you're like oh, no, i know i kind of want you guys to win like you guys are the main villains which makes you the main characters which makes you the heroes in this fight this yeah is and weird 
Yeah, it, it, it's such a weird thing. But I think my favorite moment of that entire arc is when Shigaraki reveals his his desperately sad like backstory and you're used yeah. to this being like you know i'm going to become sympathetic to the character the character's affected by it in a big way and he's just like i don't fucking care and he just yeah. kind of awakens his power which by the way gets crazy overpowered he just goes from being able the to fact touch that he stuff. can level a city <laughs> just yeah, like absolutely i just feel like doing it i'm going to dissolve everything like, yeah what it, yeah i mean it it's he receives probably the largest power boost out of everybody and that's not even taking into account all of the the modification that he got, that he undergoes afterwards to try to become, you know, all for one's true successor. Because that's yeah. another crazy thing, because it's like quirks are this natural thing. But at the point where they are in the story, they're really just they're just easily manipulated and handed around kind of, you know, just traits that they're just throwing into everything to try to just make the perfect being. Yeah, and they have like now they have the the bullets that remove quirks. They have uh, the yeah. drug that enhances quirks. They have Harry removing all of that then, just in case. <laughs> yeah, they have you know one for uh, all for one. Sorry, it's I, I always kind of it's always confusing salad. because of because of musketeers. It's you know <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only person that has that connection to that. I'm like I'm like I know the whole phrase, and I'm glad that he uses something from uh, Dumas's work. But uh, yeah. But it's interesting because the thing is the villains actually, in my opinion, are trying to set off the quirk singularity. And I think it has to do with that kind of uh, egomaniacal nature of all for one, because I think he believes that he's going to be the quirk singularity and he will basically be the demon king that rules over the world with all the powers. And I can see that. I can definitely see that because it's funny because he was actually he used the quirk singularity as like the explanation on why he's necessary. He's mm-hmm. like, you need me because if you don't have a guy who could take away your quirk and give it to someone stronger, then at some point these quirks are going to get insane and we're the whole world's going to end. You need me to avoid that. But everything kind of seems like they're kind of rushing head first into, I'm going to mix as many quirks as possible until I'm, the singularity and i'm holding the world hostage and this is classic psych- uh, psychopathic behavior because here's the th- and, and very manipulative as well because he got the doctor who formed this theory who mm-hmm. was discredited by everyone around him was laughed at and ridiculed and basically ostracized from the entire scientific world for his theory he got him involved and now he's manipulating him yeah to give to help him in the process of gaining more powers and i think that I think that all for one actually knows that's what his goal is. He he wants to be the one that has all the powers and is the source of the singularity, not the world. And yeah. so he's tricking this doctor and the doctor's no saint, but you know, he's pushing. Oh, yeah. He's, for this he's definitely result. a screw. He's definitely a screwed up individual. I mean, one <laughs> yeah. of those no moves was his, uh, was his net was like his nephew or grandson or something like that. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's not a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely not a good guy, but you can definitely tell that, especially since like everything that happens in this story, there's always a scene of all for one being like, yep, I planned that. I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. Like every single time, it's just him and his shit eating grin with his potato face just (laughs) sitting there going, I planned all of this from the beginning. So he knows everything that he's doing. And I think... He re- I think he understands that the quirk singularity is the single greatest weapon that any living being can obtain and that the only thing that stands between him and accomplishing that is one for all. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, and it's kind of wild how he's even trying to basically groom somebody to be his new vessel for his what new he's body. Trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that dynamic where it was like, hey, your life sucked. Everybody forgot about you heroes didn't even care about you i care about you you should come with me i'm gonna raise you like a son but at the same time you're really just a new suit for me to put on later (laughs) and and this right here this right here is when when we definitely hit one of those uh heroes uh kind of like parallels Mm because i'm pretty sure that was like a a a plot device in heroes too but uh still i Uh, i think it's a solid i think it's a solid solid uh grab in terms of a plot development I mean, it's it's a good it's a good you know 
know, narrative device to have it that you have a character that's so dedicated to someone that mm-hmm. they will, you know, possibly give up their entire individuality to make to bring back and bring the you know everything that that character wants to happen to fruition. Yeah. So I mean, that's it really, true manipulation. It really works in it. Yeah, to the to the greatest extent. He looked at a kid and just went, "You, when you get older, are going to be very, very useful, and everything that I do from this moment on is going to be turning you into the most useful puppet that I can possibly have." Yeah, and we we can't forget that. Uh... All for one has basically an immortality power. So, oh yeah, just constant regeneration, cellular regeneration. That he yeah, got he can live forever. <laughs> got a moment too late to fix all the damage that uh, that all might dealt him. But yeah. yeah, I mean he's 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 an infinite guy. He uh, he's he's infinite. He he will never die unless I guess possibly reduced to like like evaporated as cellular. Like he would need to be like vaporized. He can only be killed by uh by the same means that Cell from Dragon Ball Z could be killed. Exactly. We need a father son <laughs> Kamehameha wave to take to take out all for one. That's that's your that's your only safe bet. We know uh, it's just going to be Bakugo and Izuku. And, I mean, I would honestly be fine with that. Um, yeah. I do want to say though, because we are we are getting a little bit into it. I do. There is a theory that I do want to run by you and mm-hmm. see what you think of it. There is a theory stating that um, a part of, um, and this is kind of shown in the the movie, um, yeah. the one where they're on uh, the the island training. I don't I don't yeah. think that was two, two heroes. That was the it's the Heroes Rising. Yeah, Heroes Rising. It was kind of shown in Heroes Rising, um, with the whole Deku giving Bakugo all for one, but all for one not actually passing to Bakugo fully and going back to Deku. Yeah, there's a theory that passing on the parts of all for one or not all for one of one for all is part of the quirk that Deku can do a thing that's similar to what all for one can do that he will be able to take the parts that are you know of his quirk like he'll be able to take black whip and give it to Sero or give it to you know Tokoyami he'll be able to you know take float and give it to like Mirio. So, you know, Mirio can fly through things. It can fly and go through things. Um, you know, that he'll be able to distribute the parts of, you know, what he has. And that's like the ultimate way to avoid the quirk singularity is by kind of giving the power to people, having it become part of the power, having it pass back to Deku, and Deku giving it out in a good way, kind of how All for One said he was going to do, but actually giving it out correctly to people that can that can handle it until people are ready for these powers. Oh, wow. So he kind of, okay. That's an interesting theory. Kind of becomes kind of like the, uh, the merchant of powers. Yeah. Which is what all for one kind of like, he presented himself as that, which is why he mm-hmm. grew, he grew such like a huge army. You know, I can redistribute quirks at will, but it was all about himself. And they're saying that Deku, if that is an actual ability that one for all, that all for one can do, um, or one for all can do. Jesus Christ, I can't say his name in <laughs> convention. That one for all can do. That he can be the one that can actually accomplish that, and that is why he is the greatest hero. Not because he's the strongest, but because he's the one that saved the saved the world from destroying itself. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a really cool theory, and I'm I'm on board for it. But doesn't that essentially require him to? gain a power that allows him to take a power so he can redistribute it. Well, I mean, technically at that point he could give a piece of hair to somebody and then that person can give a piece of hair back to him and then it would work. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Such a weird thing. Like just, a, there's a whole like hair eating fetish there. Weird. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, I mean, especially since they're like, it could be any bodily fluid. And I'm like, mm, uh, mm, that's, no, uh, we, is... we didn't need that. That's that Japanese humor right there. I'm now into that... this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different show i want to watch that show yeah, i was like okay so this is the my hero academia hentai right That's originally yeah, no. i was just thinking that this show was what would happen if unit 731 and the x-men happened together but no 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 i like the other one <laughs> he's like now it's a hentai <laughs> now, now, now 731 is it was the japanese experiment thing where they did experiments on people to see what they could do okay. yes i do recommend Horrible. that i do remember that yeah it's terrible stuff um but 
now I can just see all the freaking launch codes for My Hero Academia now. Anyways, <laughs> um, I like all the theories of My Hero Academia. It's got that that same feel of like when fandom really gets involved. And I, I can't say enough good things about this series. I mean, we could probably yeah. talk for like another hour about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we if we really wanted to just be like, what's your favorite quirks? What is this? What is that? We can totally do that. But it's like it it would just it would go on because every time I think about what's my favorite, I'm like, this character is my favorite. But I also really love this. And I love this aspect of this. And I love that aspect of that. And I love this villain's power. But I really love this part of that. I mean, you know, it it just goes on. It's a rabbit hole at that point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We haven't even touched on vigilantes. Oh, my God. Yeah, because that's that's an entire I mean, that really that's catching I mean, up with the main series like it's yeah. it's really good it's re- it's really it, it's really really well done and it's 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 interesting that a prequel um that's running at the same time as the main series could stand up quite as well without it being like well i know how this ends you know fat gum's gonna leave and, and you know nothing crazy is gonna happen but uh it's doing really well it's a very yeah. good series yeah i love the main characters and uh i think it's even weirder because it's it Horikoshi's doing this and the main series at the same time and building this massive universe. Like how that's why like, he's always he sick. Sleep? No, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's why he's always getting sick and he has to keep taking these breaks. I mean, that's that's really the issue with just the Japanese manga culture is yeah, that, that they weekly. push these guys to, you know, almost write themselves to death. And that's like just I'm, Japanese work culture. There's like a special name for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it is it, it's now because of the fact that like so many young artists are starting to develop serious health problems and dying. Um, mm-hmm. They're starting to kind of try to change the environment of, you know, a lot of Japanese workplaces to try to, you know, ma- make sure that people don't die at, you know, 38. Yeah. Working yourself to death is not a, a good look for any company. Yeah, not at all. And especially when you have, you know, millions of people around the world that are that that love your work mm-hmm. and it, it's just the the thought of going all right well i need to do this and i need to do this and i need to do this so much so that i might possibly never be able to tell the story i want to tell <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy yeah it's what happened with kentaro miura like uh rest in peace buddy because that's he he went from like being like a constant i think it was like either like weekly or bi-weekly to like monthly to just whenever he could put out a chapter yeah i mean it's why yeah i mean it's there's there's so many people that are doing it it's why you know everyone joked about people that are just now getting into hunter hunter they're like oh you don't you don't know what we went through (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like the little bit of knowledge that i have about anime isn't isn't the whole idea of like manga writers working to death a part of paranoia agent at one point um let me see here because there is a person that is pretty much working themselves to death. I don't remember if they're a manga artist. I'm pretty artist. sure they were. I think they might have been. I mean, it's the most familiar. Thing there. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty common thing in their culture in general. There's a term called a black company that it's a like a salary position where they force over time. And these people work like 14, 16 hours a day, six days a week. You know, they basically just live at their office and a lot of them, yeah. you know, don't get to take care of themselves. Uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a big part of manga culture, too. And hopefully that'll change as younger people kind of. Go, yeah, uh, there's no this this. Uh, yeah, yeah, very true. But this is I mean, this generation really I, it seems like uh, the Generation Z in general just doesn't kind of stand for anything that they don't feel is, uh, you know, ethically correct. So that it does seem to be making positive strides um, towards towards fixing, you know, hopefully in our lifetime. Yes, absolutely. As, as the, as the generation the of people that kind of, you know, helped usher anime in, in America. You know, we were the ones that, yeah. uh, you know, watched the 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 terribly drawn stuff that, that was brought I, over. And we loved I it. Mean, we made it up. I absolutely uh i mean big o was a terrible flop in japan but man we we ate it up because we love oh, that yeah. batman the animated series just as much oh, well, you you heard our you heard our mech episode so i mean you, yes i did you, you know our love of big o <laughs> yes and i love it too yeah but um at this point i think we've hit our time uh it was amazing having you steven i'm gonna throw it over to you right now please let our audience know where they can find you all your socials where they can find the podcast everything Absolutely. So first and foremost, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun and I definitely wouldn't mind doing it again. Uh, I, I host the uh, Senpai Kohai podcast. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify. We have an audio only version on YouTube and you can check it out there. We also have a Twitter account that is a Senko podcast. It's S-E-N-K-O-U podcast. And we, we post on there. We just, you know, post random uh, nerdy stuff. We do Waifu Wednesday and just fun things. Sometimes I just get on there and post old 80s anime pictures because I, I can't get enough of cell animation. But yeah. yeah, if you want to listen, if you want to talk to us, that's the way to do it. And we always are happy to hear from people. We love feedback. And hopefully you enjoy us because we're just trying to make sure that you folks have a podcast where you can listen to like you're hanging out with your friends talking about nerdy stuff. There we go. That's that's always great. Definitely check them out. Um, real quick, before I do my 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 tagline sign off, I have to know mm-hmm. who's best girl in my hero, in your opinion. Oh, uh, Suyu. Suyu. Okay, cool. That's, Suyu. That's, that's that's one of two acceptable answers. That's that's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suyu is great. Um, but yeah, so you can uh, of Wait, course before you go, I have okay. one thing to say. Kyle's gonna Kyle's gotta give his opinion. I'm terribly offended at the fact that you watch this stuff in dubs. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I, we're gonna have an. Me and Turtle I, already had an entire conversation that we're gonna have a whole episode dedicated to this. I debate. don't watch this, but I like watch hor- like foreign horror films, and I don't do dubs because it's terrible. Oh, okay. I don't watch this show in dubs at all. As a matter of fact. I don't watch most shows in dub. The only dub I've seen recently that's actually been really good is Nichi Joe because uh, Sentai Filmworks really put some love into that, and Kyoto Animation is so good. See, yeah. I'm a fan of a You're lot a of I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of voice actors, and a lot of voice actors. They, I mean, when it first started, dubs were legitimately terrible, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of very well trained, very professional, very very good voice actors with very good voice directors that have am that have elevated it to the point where there's a lot of people that actually will say that my hero is one of them where uh they'll say they're like sometimes the dub is actually better than the sub like just acting wise it, it you know there are a few where it does that <laughs> kyle's reach. back there cackling and look yeah. it's all about the director absolutely 100 percent. that's what it really falls down to at the end of the day everyone's an actor they're a professional actor they know how to act but if they're getting bad direction it's going to come out crappy it's going to yeah. be speeder it's going to be speed racer so yeah hey if you want to see a bad dub watch akb0048 that is a that is a rough dub i'm gonna have to check that out but uh yeah so you can find us of course wherever you get your podcast talk shonen uh you can find us on instagram and twitter it's at talk shonen uh the best place though to get anything from us for all the episodes of all of our shows links to all of our socials our merchandise our patreon definitely going to want to check out rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com we have everything there steven it was great having you on here uh we definitely have to do this again um well when we sign out what we say is you know stay nerdy and embrace your fandom everybody absolutely